0: Hey, men, welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a podcast meant for Christian men seeking to apply God's Word in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, PJ Berner, along with my co-host, as always, Kellen Allen. What's happening, guys? And we have a guest in studio, Chris Francisco. Hello, everyone. So, Chris, uh, give us a little bit of background on on you, who you are, and uh, maybe something about your family, too.
1: Yeah, I'm Chris Francisco, and uh, I've been coming here to Compass Bible Church for about eight years. Uh, me and my wife serve in various ministries around the church, and right now we're, we're serving in the Young Marrieds Ministry, and uh, we have four kids ranging from 18 years old to five years old. That's awesome. So you've got a lot of wisdom on teenagers and toddlers. Was, yes, you can call it that.
0: Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Chris, we're glad that you're, uh, you're here with us, joining us, and uh, we're here to talk about exercise. And Kellen, you can uh, maybe give us a, an update on how things are going at the gym now that we're a few weeks into January. A few few
2: weeks into January, and there's a, a big difference in the gym. I'll, I'll say that. And, uh, typically, when you get to about the first week of February, uh, almost a third of the people that made that commitment they're gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this ba- going
0: to be different. It's going
2: to be. Uh, mm, yeah. Never mind. I, I still get my machine back. It's free. It's all mine. Uh, come the third week of January. It's awesome. I'm back to my normal routine. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish it were different, but at
0: the same time, selfishly, like I, I get my routine and yeah. I can get in, and be efficient with my workout, and be done. I, I used to belong to a gym, and I, I remember going in there, and there was this lady that would be walking every single day, but she would slam the treadmill to like the biggest incline, so it was almost like she was holding onto the side railings, and but she was just walking. I'm like that's that's some pretty intense walking there. You're just yeah. walking almost up a, a cliff face on that. Uh, so you're back walking with the old ladies on the treadmills. I, I do a little bit. Uh, more rigorous workout okay. than that, but I mean that that is a challenging yeah. workout for some, so I won't knock it. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Chris, what about you? You uh, you exercise, you hit the gym sometimes to stay in shape is as is important, but you do something a little bit more than that. Uh, tell us about
1: your running. Yeah, so I got into running and running running long distances. So at this point, I've I've, I've delved into doing the fifty mile, hundred k, hundred mile distances and mostly running on the trails outside.
2: And we'll clarify, you, you, you're you running a hundred miles. Cause I, I, when you said a hundred miles, I'm like, oh, driving a hundred miles, not that bad, but you're,
1: you're running. Yeah, running, that. walking, hiking, crawling, whatever yeah. I can do to get to that. No line. wheels though, no bikes, no anything. No. This is not a triathlon or this is- <laughs> This is using the
0: yeah. my, my legs. Yeah, and you go through ground. how many pairs of shoes on that run? Just one. Just one, okay. Yeah. And then do you retire those when you're done or? Uh, pretty soon, yeah, yeah, they're pretty trash. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> So uh, tell us the story, your your first marathon. You've run 10 marathons? Yeah, 10 marathons. Okay, so your first one,
1: your motivation, how you got into that? Oh, gosh. Okay. So the way I got into it actually was a college roommate, and he he said, hey, this is right after Christmas. Hey, do you want to run the L.A. Marathon? And I'm saying, no. (laughs) He he wouldn't be my friend anymore if he asked me that. (laughs) Yeah, we just played basketball together. And so – He's like, come on, man, me and all the other roommates, we're gonna run. And I'm like, and he was kind of a heavy set guy, and I was like, I guess if he can do it, I'm I'm gonna I'll I'll go for it. So it was like two and a half months later. And we we're here we are running the LA marathon. So I trained for it. Yeah. And I ran the first marathon and my goal was to not stop. I to just keep running. Yeah. And I got to the finish line and I was in tears. <laughs> like, this really <laughs> hurt. And uh and I just thought to myself, I gotta do that again. I can do this better. So that was my first marathon. That's awesome. And
0: that drive then overflowed eventually into a conversation with your dad
1: yes. about the Boston
0: Marathon. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, after running my first, I was thinking, wow, I, I really want to get faster so I can qualify for this Boston Marathon. It was the one marathon that I knew about that you had to qualify for. And so I had to drop about 20 plus minutes off of my time. I thought, Oh, no problem. I just run a little bit faster. This is silliness here. But uh, <laughs> so I ended up getting injured and that sort of thing. And my dad saw me limping around his house and he's like, What's going on with you? I'm like, well, I'm trying to get faster and I, I'm getting injured because of that. He goes, Why are you trying to get faster? I was like, oh, I want to qualify for this Boston Marathon. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, Let me tell you something, son. Okay. People are like cars. Okay. There's Porsches and BMWs and then there's Hondas. And I'm like, Oh man, Honda. And he goes, Francisco's were Hondas, <laughs> and there's nothing you could do about that. And I was like so angry. <laughs> this is back when the, you know, Hondas were, there's nothing cool about the Hyundai. But anyway, um, I, just, so I told him, I said, put your money where your mouth is. And he goes, all right, uh, if you qualify for Boston, I'll cover you going to Boston. But you'll never do that because, remember, Hondas. So anyway, it took me a long time to get there, but eventually I got to collect on that. So
0: That's awesome. So you ran the Boston Marathon. Back in Impressive. 2018, awesome, right? That's great, man.
2: Got a question. What uh, you were a Hyundai back then, by your father's definition, what would you call yourself now? I'm probably still a Hyundai.
1: It's <laughs> 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 electric Hyundai, but the newer ones. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. This is a newer one. This the redesign, right? The
0: <laughs> yeah. So then y- you were like, okay, but but 26 miles, man, that's not enough. I want to do more. So you you mentioned the the 50k, which is 31 miles or something like that, and then you mentioned 100 miles. What
1: goes into a 100-mile race? Wow. There's a lot. <laughs> you know, There's the preparation. There's all the running that you need to do. There's the, the diet, you know, just making sure that you're putting the right fuel into the body. There's getting enough rest, you know, things that probably you don't think about. You just think about, okay, you see Rocky. Yeah. And you see him training and all that, but you don't really see him resting and, mm-hmm. and taking care of his body. So all those things go into it. And then as far as uh, execution, on the race day, like what are you gonna do? Are you running at altitude? Are you running in the heat? You know, how are you managing these different elements that you're gonna have to deal with? Um, And so just making sure you take care of yourself as you're going through um, the race.
0: So you're running 100 miles, you're taking a a few breaks
1: along the way and sleep during that at all? Ideally, no, but if you have to, you can. You just have to get there before the time limit is up.
0: Which you said is typically
1: 30 hours. Yeah.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. That's
0: that's just no.
1: Again, I, I I would I don't even know if
2: I would drive thirty hours. I, I wouldn't. Let me just say that. And right. he's, he's talking about physically like running. But
0: seriously, guys, think about that. Think about would you, being in the car driving for twenty seven hours straight. Let alone running just, for that. Just flexing your calf a little bit, pressing the gas. Yeah. You are like, I am tired of this. I want to yeah, get my out. My neck starts to hurt. Yeah. It's like the dude, kids I'm, complaining. My yeah. Eyes are closing behind the wheel. It's just no, no good. That's man. That's nuts. So Chris, if I, if we've got guys out there that are thinking to themselves, I want to get into running. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend for a guy that's like just starting out? And maybe what would you say is one of the the biggest mistakes that rookie runners make when they're just getting into saying, I want to start training for a marathon or I want to start running five miles a day or or whatever it may be that they want to do?
1: Right. I'd say baby steps, right? I mean, you go and you say, okay, well, let me go around the block. If I need to walk some, run some or walk some, jog some. You know, thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off, uh, running and walking. You know, just starting it that way, and just do a progression. If it's a quarter mile, if it's half a mile to a mile, I would start it like that, and then just see how your body responds to that. You know, if you need to take a day off, fine, and then come back another day and, and repeat it. And so I think just if you if you just start slowly and and listen to your body, then you'll be able to to get there.
2: So you're saying the fact that I've been asking you or telling you that I'm going to come run with you is a mistake? No, it's it's a good idea, but we're just waiting
0: for that call. I haven't heard it. <laughs> I, I still haven't called you, so yeah. that's why. <laughs> it's, it's like when my three-year-old wants to play a baseball catch with me, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'll play catch with you, but it's going to be toned down quite a bit. Right. That. I'm not going to throw you a fastball, right? That's fine, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are, are the exercise experts at the table here, and uh, I want to ask you guys, as, as we think about working out as we think about disciplining our bodies and then you think about your relationship with Christ where's the intersection there how does this factor into your walk with uh, with Christ and how should this factor into our uh, perspective of being servants of the Lord we we honor Christ
2: uh, and our creator when we care for our bodies In 1 Corinthians 6:19 through 20 says Or do you not know that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with the price. So glorify God in your body. Uh, And that means what we're putting into our bodies, uh, how we're working our bodies out. God has given us a, a body, a, a temple, and he's given us gifts, whether it be to run, whether it be to lift weights, whether, it, you know, it might be just walking, uh, but to be able to do that and, and, and glorify God with that, and ultimately the way, what you put in your body, your body is a machine or a car like Chris referenced earlier, is what you put into your body is is typically how you're going to perform, how your body's going to perform, and so when you think about energy to be able to, to serve others, um, that's one thing that we talk about a lot in the church is all Christians should be looking to serve others others. That's going to give us energy to do that, to be able to invest in our families. When you get home and you're tired from work, you working out and you having a a good discipline of how you eat is going to give you that energy to play with your kids when your body's, you know, if you're not working out, if you're not eating right, it's going to just shut down on you. And also guys, you know, we talk about it a lot, but intimacy with our wives, right? And we've had conversations here, but when you want to be intimate with your wife, like being able to to hustle and 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 have energy for her, and you know that that leads to to other things that you know see that's pleasing to us, um, and also glorifying God as well uh, from a physical standpoint. But it all starts with having that energy, being able to work out and take care of our bodies that God has given us. So, Kellen, the six-pack helps with the sex life, is what you're saying? You don't have to have a six-pack, but, I mean, if you're if you're working towards a six-pack, I think it's going to help you.
0: You might not get there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris, for you, as you've been uh, committed to this and, and in, invested in this as a significant part of your life, how have you seen it uh, benefit
1: your walk with Christ? In working out, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, you get tired and or you get injured, and I think in those times, you start to see, realize the limitations that you have. And the more you, that you, re, um, you know, then comes humbling. But in, those, in that state, that's when you can really rely on God and you talk more to God. Like, I can't do this, God. I need you. Uh, help me to do this for you, God. Um, and so I, I find myself talking to God a lot more in those situations. Yeah, praying, um, exercising
0: dependence, right, mm-hmm. is kind of what you're driving out there.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then you, you've also, I know in talking with you in the past, had, had opportunities to uh, to witness to people when you've been out on these long runs with them. Uh, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, just imagine you go out on a trail and you are running for hours at a time. What are you going to do? I mean, I guess you can stay quiet the whole time, but it's kind of forced me out of my introvertedness, is that even a word, um, to go and just have these conversations with folks and Pretty soon we're talking about the meaning of life and, you know, what's going to happen to you when you die. uh, These kind of conversations on the trail and, you know, people open up. People are not, it's not like walking up to someone's door and just having a conversation when they're busy with something. They're there running. Mm -hmm. And so the the walls come down and just people start opening up in those conversations.
2: Yeah, Even to take a step back um, of why we're working out. Right? just understanding the motivation and the intent behind it and again the bible tells us you know so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of god and even when we're working out and chris one thing you just pointed out there is you know being able to evangelize when you're working out and it starts with why are you doing it am i doing this to honor god when you when you put that, when you have that mindset, then you start to approach your workouts differently. You start to approach your workouts to think, how can I have energy? Or you start to approach your workouts of, this is my mission field. Like, look at all these people that are around me that are having conversations and talking about their body breaking down or talking about all these other things. How can I then get into a a, a gospel conversation based on what they're doing. And so I think we, anybody that's working out, is, is stopping and, and really asking yourself, why am I doing this? Because there's also that slippery slope of doing it for self glorification. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I want Absolutely. these bigger biceps. I want that six pack that you're talking about. And nothing else matters other than me getting that six pack. And if that's the motive, then that, that becomes sin. Right. Where we need to have that focus of how do I do this for God's glory, and then that opens our eyes to many different things and right. that even stops your workout. you're not working out for three hours just to build biceps. You're like, maybe I get in here for an hour, try to share the gospel, and then go home and make sure I spend time with my family
0: right right yeah and and whether it's it, maybe it's not even your self image that you're concerned with, but it can become an idol because this can become your source of satisfaction, your source of meaning, your source yeah. of purpose is in working out, in having a certain, you know, body type or whatever, or being able to beat a previous time that you had. And it's not that you're then boasting about that to people, but internally that's where your your, your worship is. You're worshiping this progress that, that's being made, or you're worshiping this this image of yourself that you want uh, to put out there. Um, well, that's, yeah, This hopefully, guys, this has been encouraging to you. Uh, maybe you're listening to this right now, sitting on your couch going, yeah, I should probably get off my couch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like Chris said, man, if, if you're out there and this has not been a significant part of your life, baby steps, right? If, uh, if you've got a a gym nearby and you have the ability to go out and join the gym, if not, uh, men, you guys who are married go for walks with your wife in the evening, start there. If you're not doing anything else, you know, that's a great way to invest in your, your wife. And then also to, to start getting active, um, you know, talk to people that you may know that are, experienced in this. Seek people out in your church that are experienced in this and, and have conversations and say, hey, can you help me try to figure out how I can get started with this? Because I want to uh, be more active. I see the value in it. I see the spiritual value in it. And I love what both of these guys just just talked about, the evangelism side of, of things, that the gym can be, be a sphere of evangelism. Kellen comes into me all the time and talks to me about, hey, I, I share the gospel with this guy. He text, sends me a text message. I just had this conversation with this guy and shared the gospel with him, be praying for him. It's so encouraging. And then you know, hearing Chris talk about when he's out on the trails and, and even using God's creation to testify to the existence of God and, and have those conversations with people, um, that Chris, you've even said you, you run with some guys that have become Christians as a result of these conversations, right?
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah,
0: that's that's so great. And uh, and so men uh, redeem this, redeem this part of our existence uh, because Adam was not a spiritual leader and didn't stop <laughs> Eve from reaching out and grabbing the forbidden fruit, uh, our bodies break down now. And so you have Adam to thank for that. And so as you're running or as you're lifting weights, you can be thinking to yourself, man, if only, if only. only. And you can look forward to the time in glory when uh, there will no no longer be the the curse of the fall. And I don't know what exercise is going to look like in the new heavens and new earth, but I know it's going to be far more enjoyable than what we do right now. Might right? be able to
2: run a 100-miler without even yeah, breathing maybe. hard. Not you, lot you to,
0: maybe. None, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm still going to be golfing, which, <laughs> again, is the lazy man sport because yeah. you're trying to do as little as possible yeah. out there.
2: But. I think one 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 last thing to add just is, is important to prayer through all this. Even before you go work out, it might seem... Uh, Like, oh, man, prayer before I work out. But it's so critical because you're praying for those open-door conversations. You're also praying uh, that God would would keep you healthy and and God would keep you injury-free throughout all of that. But more importantly, that gets your mind set and ready to go of, how do I use this to glorify God and and open up gospel conversations?
0: Awesome. Well, men, we hope you've been encouraged by this episode. We appreciate Chris being in here with us. And uh, we will certainly be praying for you as this week you think about what it looks like to be a quality man of God.